What's up, everybody? We back. Sorry, long delay since my last podcast. I've been extremely busy. Had a lot of things going on. Crazy things happened to my vehicle. Basketball season's coming up. I got my team together. You know. But I missed a couple picks to... Sorry, I missed a couple weekends for my... Washington Commanders will win if and Misery Monday. Well, I haven't had any Misery Mondays because they've been winning. Um, and Victory Mondays. But today is a very special day because uh, I guess, can we call this Victory Monday? Or can we call this Misery Monday? I haven't titled this podcast yet, but uh, I'll come up with something. Uh, I, I'll just say this. A little bit of both with this tie, 2020 tie to the New York Giants. Um, I didn't write down anything for my, my five reasons, so I won't go off of that. Um, I'll just say this. The New York Giants are tough, man. They are. But both teams made so many mental errors that I think if you take out those mental errors, I think Washington had the best chance of winning this. Um, I honestly liked the defensive game plan for, Gi- for the Giants. And... I would say I like the offensive for the Giants, but as soon as the fourth quarter hit, it was like they just threw everything that was successful out the door. I mean, they truly did. Don't believe me? Daniel Jones was, was just knifing through every defense that Washington threw at him when he ran the football. Saquon Barkley was knifing through literally everyone every time he got the football. I don't think Daniel Jones had an incompletion to the fourth quarter. And the, the the way he got his incompletions were so idiotic. If I was if I'm a Giants fan, I'm heated. So let's get into this. Washington goes first two drives, scores both times, 10-0. Basically Eating the Giants' defense apart. I, when the game first started, I said, okay, what Giant team is this? I don't recognize these scrubs. We in good shape. Looks like a dub. And then Washington does something very, very interesting. Uh, they had a fourth down in inches when the score was 10-3. to three, And I think that literally turned the game in the Giants' favor since then. Terry McLaurin caught a screen that literally got the ball. Normally, I hate screens when it's like third down and long. But it was third down and long, and somehow, someway, Terry McLaurin broke a tackle, juke somebody, jumped over someone else, and got tackled and reached out, and all he needed was a half inch to get the first down. The way Washington was running the football in the first half, I probably would have... Gave the ball to Brian Robinson. 
because Brian Robinson was just playing like a man possessed that whole entire first half. It was sort of there the second half, but it wasn't there as much. But there's no way I'm not giving Brian Robinson the ball. Um, Taylor Heineke has an issue. I'll tell you guys what the issue is, and I say it every week. I post it every week, and people think I'm crazy. But now they actually got a chance to see it. Uh, Taylor Heineke has to have one turnover a game in order for him to have a great game. Once he has that one turnover, literally, he plays like the perfect game. Now, this might have been a wishy-washy situation because he played perfect on third and fourth down after that interception. But another thing I notice is, why are so many people dropping his interceptions? Taylor Heineke should be averaging at least three or four picks a game. At least. The Giants dropped about four picks. And I'm not talking about like, you know, one-handed, I got to dive to the ground. No, like ball went right to their hands when they were paying attention, they dropped it. Same thing happened in the Falcons game. Same thing happened in the Green Bay game. Same thing happened uh, 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 in the Philly game. Like, I don't get it, but teachers own. Um, so Taylor basically, um, he has to have a better handle on the things he does in this offense. He could literally be a better quarterback and a starting quarterback in this league if he just remembers the small things. But because he's not making any mistakes statistically on the level that he should be, people are overlooking it. This guy should easily have the most interceptions in the league right now. But but after watching Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan should easily have the most interceptions in the league. But that's an old other conversation that I'll add to the end of this. Um, Washington's defensive line is amazing. And I really, truly hope that Chase Young comes back uh, after the bye week and adds more to this incredible defensive line. Because watching his defensive line did, just went crazy. And Montez Sweat might have played 10% of the snaps. That's right. Montez Sweat barely played. Casey Tuhill, James, uh, James Smith-Williams, and F.A. Obata played out of their mind on the ends. Along with Payne and Allen in the middle. This played out of their minds. I enjoyed every minute of it. Now, this might have been the first game I didn't really hear much of Jamin Davis. Um, now, I don't. I can't say that's a bad thing because he did pretty much play good defense against Saquon in the passing game. But he couldn't stop Saquon in that run game. Boy, I tell you that. It was iffy. Um, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. 
is a force to be reckoned with. They, I think Washington has all the pieces. They just need to improve their offensive line. Injuries are really hurting their offensive line right now. Like, who knows what the offensive line look like if Chase Rulier could stay healthy. Chase Rulier hasn't been healthy in the last three seasons. That's your middleman on this offensive line. He, he has not been healthy the last three seasons. I think Sam Cosby at the right guard is way better than Sam Cosby at the right tackle. He held his own at right guard yesterday. Uh, Cornelius Lucas. Let me tell you something about Cornelius Lucas, man. Um, he looks pretty good at right tackle right now. He looks pretty good. Now, you're, he's not seeing the, the Thibodeaux of the world at right tackle. But with Ojolari, Ojolari is no no pushover now. Ojolari had a tough time yesterday. Ojolari had a very tough time. He got his hands on Heineke a few times. He had his hands on running back a few times. But it wasn't as much as he's had all season. I will tell you that. But Charles Leno had a time with with Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. It was one. It was a couple plays where he just ignored the fact he was on that side of the field, which is beyond me. I don't care what the scheme is. That is one guy you never let run free. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever. Okay. Never. Happened multiple times, including a, a play that could have been a safety or a touchdown. I don't know how Taylor Heineke held on to the football, but it was a clean shot. It took him all of one second to get to Taylor Heineke. One second. So... Am I happy about this tie? I don't know. Reason why I say I don't know is I'll find out toward the end of the year when the win percentages come out. Because we have to win these games now. We still got one against Dallas. Still got one against New York. Um, I'm trying to think because this is a late bye week and it kind of threw me off a little bit. And I'll tell you one thing. The way that Dallas played against the Colts yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got the 49ers who just lost their, their, uh, their quarterback, their second quarterback. And we got the Cleveland Browns with... Uh, with your boy Watson playing like he hasn't played in two years, pretty much. So we got four winnable. The Dallas one is iffy, but it's at home. Who knows what Dallas will be playing like? Especially if they they are our rivals, and, and if they know that we need a win to get into the playoffs, they can play out of their mind. But I tell you one thing, losing Anthony Brown did not help. 
because their corners suck. Their corners was getting chewed out alive by these Colts yesterday. But just so happened that their defense is just so nasty. You hide some of your faults with, with some of your greats. So four games left in the season. The seven and five and one. You're a half game out of the playoffs. You have a chance. Three of the last four games against teams that need to get in the playoffs as well. It's in your hands. Starting season one and four puts your back against the wall. I mean, you had no business losing to the Lions. You had no business losing to the Titans, even though the Titans are leading in the AFC South. You had no business losing to the Titans. And you had a winnable game against the Vikings. So here we are now. Again, this is the team every single season, everyone says we're going to win three or four games. But you have to admit, if this team has an incredible signal caller with with this type of team, even though the disability of the offensive line is there, this team this team should be much better. Seven and five should not be this team's record. Like, I can believe the Giants can be seven and five, six and six. Because as much as I like Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. But they have a Saquon Barkley. They have an amazing defense. That's all you really, truly need. Philly, Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind. But he has two amazing wide receivers. He has a great tight end. His offensive line is by far one of the best offensive lines in football. Potentially could have four pro bowlers just on the offensive line. And their defense is insane. And cheap. Still don't know how this GM did it, but the GM is great. But you look at the Cowboys, the way Pollard and Zeke is starting to get in the groove right now, scary. Dak Prescott still has some 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 things left and right that I noticed in the game, but a CD Lamb masked a lot of things. A Michael Gallup masked a lot of things. And they got a Dallas Goddard, who is a solid tight end. Then you include the defense that has arguably the defensive player of the year every single year. Him and TJ Watt will be battling every single season. And Mika Parsons. I don't know if Leighton Vander has decided he want to be a 23-year-old again. Demarcus Lawrence will forever be a problem. I don't know why people keep saying he's not. The Dallas Cowboys is a tough team. So before the season started and everybody said this is the worst division, I laughed. I truly laughed. 
the division literally beats each other up every season. But you have the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, who got hurt. I mean, they won this year when he got hurt, but last year got hurt. Washington had Taylor Heineke, a quarterback, who was technically the backup going into the season. Uh, they didn't open up the playbook for Jalen Hurts. So it was a, just a mediocre season. And Daniel Jones didn't have Saquon Barkley. Now, they open up the playbook for Taylor Heineke. Saquon Barkley is healthy. They open the playbook for Jalen Hurts. Dallas is being Dallas. And this is why I laugh. But remember all that talk. AFC West, AFC West, AFC West. The AFC West is tough, but the AFC West does not have any continuity right now. Now, if you ask me this next year, oh, AFC West is going to be a problem next year. Everybody's going to be in tune. Everybody's been there a full year. Everybody knows their playbooks. AFC West is going to be a problem next year. The NFC North, I have no idea what's going on NFC North. I know the Bears have issues. They have no receivers. But I think with Chase Claypool getting them offseason, could be better uh, with the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields is a pretty solid quarterback. Just call it what you want. Aaron Rodgers is going to forever be Aaron Rodgers. Just ask Dallas. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, Detroit looks like they could be problems if they have another solid draft class. I don't know what they need. We'll see what Jameson Williams gives them at wide receiver when he's fully back from ACL. But you got Say Brown and Williams, who is a burner, Swift, and, and Williams in the backfield. Jared Goff has been playing very well. Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. Is he top 15? No. But he is not a bad quarterback. But I think Detroit will get a quarterback in this draft. There's just too many out there to pass up on some. Um, who am I missing from? The, the Vikings. The Vikings are a problem. And I and I think the Vikings are going to get maybe a... I have no idea what the Vikings might get. I really don't. The offense is pretty set, pretty much. Anything offensively is a plus. I can see them possibly getting, who knows... I don't even know what I'm going up here. But my whole rundown is meaningless, honestly. Um, I'll just say this. The NFC East is going to be a lot of fun coming down to the end. 
Um, I can't wait. So happy the season is going the way that it's going. I will be talking to you guys soon. Appreciate you guys listening on this, I guess, Misery Monday. Um, And I will talk to you guys later. Peace.